Visible is a wireless carrier that is not invisible. It is pretty clear from the name, actually, radio waves are invisible. And I can say this with authority as a licensed amateur radio operator. That being said, Visible won't be giving you the power to see light outside the visible spectrum. It's actually way better because having that ability would make getting around very difficult and distracting. What you do get with Visible is unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You get one line of wireless, just $25 a month, which is great in these times of economic uncertainty. That is one line for $25, taxes and fees included. So whatever you're doing at this moment, please stop. Switch immediately. Now, monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Wir gerne sehen in was ist los. It's dein Freundo Seth. I'm learning German. Yeah, in case you didn't know what that was. That is me trying to impress you with the little German that I know. Right now, I am actually learning German. I took it in high school. I goofed off the entire time. I did some other language learning apps. They taught me things like where the taxi stand is and how to find a bus, um, but not a lot of conversational uh German. Thankfully, that's what Babbel is all about. Babbel teaches you language conversationally, which let's face it, that is what you want to know anyway. I don't know. When I was in school, you learned like how to count. You learned like the colors. You learned the shapes. Those are all important things, but they don't help you when you're in uh, like Cologne, Germany with Ein Nierenstein, which by the way is German for kidney stone, uh, an experience I can unfortunately speak personally to. But I've been using Babbel to learn to speak German again, uh, better than I have before. I actually really like it because it is conversational. It's a little bit more relaxed. One of the things that it does that I really like is it'll sometimes show you what the literal English translation is. And I don't know why, but I find that very helpful in sort of understanding the structure, the grammar of a language and sort of putting myself into that mind space. Since I'm only in Germany for Gamescom, which is like a week, week and a half, I'm not immersed in the German language. I'm not immersed in German culture. So what I do is the second best thing. I'm taking Babbel. Hopefully this year when I go to Germany, I'll be able to impress all the Germans with how much German I know from learning through Babbel. The app has pronunciation recognition, so you'll be able to learn how to speak better with your accent, how to actually properly pronounce the words. That way you won't get made fun of by a, a group of older German men because you said Apfelstrudel and not Apfelstrudel. Um, no, it's really cool. Uh, I'm going to say right now there is a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now you can get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners because you guys are the best ones, by the way, at babbel.com slash realm. Get 60% off at babbel.com slash realm. That is spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash realm. Rules and restrictions may apply. Hey everyone, welcome to Nintendo Voice Chat, episode 631. I am your host, Seth Macy. I forgot to say hello, Super Nintendos, so I'm going to say that right now. Hi, Super Nintendos. With me, live from the studio, is industry legend Kat Bailey. Is it live if this is pre-recorded? I don't know. Anyway, hello, I'm back from Japan. It's good to see everybody. Welcome back. Uh, next to, literally next to Kat, Herr Schneider. 
I'm here. Yeah, look, look at the. Wait, there's a hand. Whoa. I love that we're still in our little boxes. Yeah, we're in the same studio. Hi. And uh, looking very autumnal today is Reb Valentine. I'm uh, I'm sicko fall girl. I love the autumn. It's not that <laughs> yeah. autumnal in uh, San Francisco right now. It's pretty much this weather year it's a round. Great, but it's a great season. I'm in. Bo- I've got this is. I got cinnamon apple tea. Oh <laughs> wow, that is amazing. Uh, that it's reminds great. me. Like, we're trying to come up with a theme for holiday gift guide this year, which is one of the things that my department does. And I was asking Rob, who's our UK editor, I was like, you know, think of something that you want. And he just he like he thought for a second. He goes, cinnamon. <laughs> and he expand, like you know, Mario? how do we do this <laughs> our art department is extremely talented so i just wrote cinnamon in the description and when they give it back to me i know it's going to be exactly Aww, what yeah. we wanted but uh cat you were uh you were gone for two weeks you were very you were quite missed in fact a lot of oh. people in the comments um <laughs> like the questions are like what you like you your name came up a lot mm-hmm. and then you know people are like want to know where you are so we're wondering what, what have you been up to the last few weeks i was in japan oh yeah lucky I so jealous lucky. i know it was a lot of fun i haven't been back since 2016 for, for reasons there's something happened in between that so japan was still closed to the general public unless you had a business reason so yeah or you could get a self-guided the, tour the tourists yeah. yeah it's open now though you can it go. is open now yeah yeah, yeah. Um, just in time yeah <laughs> But yeah, I went back for the first time in several years, and in so many ways, it's exactly the same, and in so many ways, it's very different. Uh, The Nintendo Switch was not a thing when I went to Japan last time. You know what I saw a lot of on the trains? (laughs) It's Paris' favorite console, the Nintendo Switch Lite. (laughs) Really? Yeah. The Unswitch? The Unswitch. It's like, I haven't seen a Switch Lite in years, but there are a lot of them because they're lighter and smaller and people enjoy them. Yeah, once in a while I open a a drawer next to my bed and I'm like, oh, look, the Switch Lite. You want Um, me to hang out with fewer, like, gamers. (laughs) Capital G gamers. 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 The Lite is great. A lot of people, I don't have a Lite, but a lot of people do. We were having a big debate about the Switch Lite before this episode started. I'm mostly in favor of the switch light because i love the colors i love mm-hmm. the the feel the ergonomics of it it's a bit smaller easier nice. to handle mm. um i also saw a lot of splatoon 3 when mm-hmm. i was in japan and mm. i was like wow the japanese they love splatoon yeah. it's crazy yeah they keep kicking my butt at it <laughs> they're very very good at splatoon <laughs> yeah uh, my my partner imran was uh there as well and he was telling me that he uh while he was in japan he saw advertisements for Splatoon 3 on like like food menus at restaurants he was at. It was just like Whoa. like the Splatoon 3 advertising was everywhere. It's it in the trains. Yeah. It's a mega hit over I there. I saw yeah. kids in Starbucks playing Splatoon 3. I talked to the IGN Japan folks. I was like, why is Splatoon so popular here? And they were saying, well, you know, we don't have that many third-person shooters. They also have Apex Legends over there, mm-hmm. interestingly enough. And, and it did well, too. Yeah. 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 And they're, it's very accessible. Yeah. It's teamwork-based. If you don't want to shoot people, you can just uh, ink the ground. And I'm like, oh, of course. And you were talking about how it has that Harajuku vibe and everything. So. It's the, it's the pissed-off pissed teenagers, right? Yeah. Like my kids, my kids <laughs> some aren't teenagers anymore, but they just love the attitude in the uh, the characters they're always angry about something <laughs> yeah it's got uh it's got vibes that are not entirely dissimilar from other games that like very much embrace kind of modern day like japanese fashion and culture so like i think a lot about uh when i'm playing uh 
Neo, The World Ends With You, mm -hmm. which was, mm -hmm. I think, last year that came out. Uh, I actually made myself a playlist of uh, music from Neo, The World Ends With You to listen while I'm playing Splatoon for when I get sick of all the little... <laughs> it's the best. I which I don't know how music. you can get sick of it. It's really good. I love good. the music. <laughs> I love it's so it. catchy. Yeah, but every once in a while, you, yeah. want, you want something a little more intense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I also went to the Pokemon store, and I brought back little Pikachu cookies for the office. Really good. They're very good. They're really good. What was the feeling yeah. of those? <laughs> I don't know. I think I like chocolate. Pikachu. Yeah. No. 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 But what I've discovered is that the Pokemon Center is slowly but surely taking over Sunshine City and Ikebukuro. Like, before it was just, you know, the store, right? Now, like, they've got these little stands oh, up with, like, the little dolls. And they've got a mm. Pokemon cafe with Pokemon-themed snacks and little Pikachus. Oh, and, like, the God. big... I t Wait. snapped a picture for you, Reb, because I was like, oh, my God, like, look at all this chef stuff. It's amazing. <gasps> I want to be there. Sunshine City has, of course, Tokyo Hands, the mm. greatest store ever mm -hmm. made, which is a store, store that has everything and mm -hmm. things that you can make from scratch and the pieces to make those things from scratch. And weirdly enough, that big Sunshine 60, whatever it's called, has an aquarium on the top floor. Oh, yeah. No, I saw it. Yeah. It's, it's a little like, like the Mall of America. Last time I was there, it was like 25 years ago. Uh, ask I got a question a, for those I, of us who don't know. Okay. What is Sunshine City? It's a mall. It's just a mall. Oh, okay. It's like the Mall of America. But it's really oh. cool. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. It's very cool. It has like Ghibli stores, a lot of yeah. themed stores oh in there. Yeah, you can spend a day there. It's just awesome. Yeah, you would love it, Reb. But... I would. I want to go to the Kirby Cafe when I, mm. whenever I go. I've only, I've only stood in front of it. It was packed. Yeah. It was absolutely bonkers. I really wanted to go to the Dragon Quest Cafe, but I didn't get a chance. I want to ditch my partner uh, while I'm at the Kirby Cafe and eat opposite I a giant Waddle Dee. <laughs> <laughs> when I, when I, there, we get some, uh, we get some footage here yeah, from Kirby Cafe, like sadly melting Kirby's and things. No, um, crackle fizzy. So I wouldn't uh, order something with when, a giant when, eyeball in it. When I lived in Tokyo, um, there was an H.R. Giger Cafe. And oh, the, no. The, wow. The no, 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 you, no, no, sat, no. you sat in the Harkonnen chairs, like which, you know, crossing the streams a little bit, but also a Giger design. Um, but most of it was aliens and alien uh, based. And the signature drink was Afterbirth. Ooh. No, thank you. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, the, my god! And the floor was just fog the entire time with little lasers shooting over it. That sounds vaguely... I'm just like going... It was awesome. A, it was really cool. On a tangent now, but yeah. I, <laughs> I was at Sony's uh, E3, I guess this would have been 2018 presentation, I think, for Death Stranding, and they yeah. had like a little party afterward, and they had themed food around the four games they showed, and they had like like inky black, like I guess uh, pasta or something, and they had like things that were representative of Death Stranding, oh. and you can, you know, nice. extract very appetizing game yeah, yeah. <laughs> but i also went to tokyo game show and most of my recollections of that show were surrounding street fighter 6 okay. and oh yakuza like a dragon ishin and that kind of thing which are not nintendo switch games yeah. however they did announce the suikoden 1 and 2 hd remaster and i got to interview the folks behind that and it was very good but so. it wasn't it wasn't a nintendo show not not that tgs no. No. is ever very nintendo heavy for the longest no. time it was very playstation heavy then it turned more into a mobile show and it's somewhere in the middle now right yeah my mm. only my biggest regret is that i saw a, a life-size palamute in the capcom mm. booth and i didn't get a photo with it oh, oh yeah i thought oh. you were gonna buy it I, I mean, I might have bought it too, yeah. but they won't let you ride it. Severely endangered. They won't let they you ride, let you ride it. Why not? I don't know. What do they oh, think? Look, the video. That's even the, the point. That's just yeah. Star Fox. What do they think they're for? The life-size palamute? <laughs> no, you're supposed to go and hug it or something. Oh. Mm. And frankly, oh. I wanted to. You should have. Mm. Yeah, I should have. Oh. So it's good to be back. I miss you, Japan. I hope I get to go back again next year. Yeah, I'm extremely envious. 
Oh. Um, I, I have never been to Japan, and I am dying to go over there. I mean, I guess I could. I don't know. <laughs> buy a plane ticket and plan a vacation there. But it would be it would be more fun if work sent me. The, the so. dollar is strong against the end right now, and they're playing the hotel strong rooms. Everything like, right yep, now. Yeah. Yep. The Sega booth was Great. pretty cool. They had the Persona Five. They were playing Persona Five music and everything because mm. to celebrate the various room masters. And yeah. Yeah, it was a big one. A lot of Sonic as well. Sonic Frontiers oh, featured man. heavily. So. Nice. Someday, I will be at a Tokyo Game Show. Hopefully, it works out better for me than Gamescom. <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't going to say anything. No, I... I <laughs> Your travels... I mean... Yes. You know, it's the first time I've been out of uh, North America in 20-something years. So why mm -hmm. wouldn't I completely waste it by being crippled on the floor and pain? I'm sure you'll get another chance. It was ah. the highest of honors just to meet you, Seth Macy. That's right. The, 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 that was one of the. I mean, yes, it was awesome to meet you, but the, one of the disappointing things was that I, I didn't know. get to like hang out with you very much. I you know. know. But, no bone cathedral for anybody. Next time. No. And then, like uh, walking back from the apotheca with Pear, we there's this like church with all this these like skeletons on it, and he's like, "Oh yeah, it's a family church. People used to just come and their family would start a church if they had money." Yes. Like, yeah. It's and incredible. The, so. the skeletons are to ward off evil. Have yeah. the oh. bones on the outside. Which is so crazy to think that evil it is works. afraid of skeletons. It works. <laughs> Who yeah. knew? Yeah. Inside of all of us is a way to ward off evil. Yeah. There it is. Right now. <laughs> yep. This year I decided I actually wanted to like follow hockey a little bit more than just the most casual of casuals. So I subscribed to a service that streams all of the NHL to your television uh the boston bruins home opener i went to watch it and boom blackout restrictions apply which i thought was kind of ridiculous because i'm still 200 miles away from boston but whatever had i had nordvpn that wouldn't have been a problem i would have just gone in changed my settings to another geographic area and boom i could have been watching all the boston bruins home games like it was nothing at all so now I have NordVPN and I can watch the home games of my local teams streaming without being frustrated. It's the same thing with like Netflix. It has all these complicated licensing rules, which from one country to another don't really make sense. So something you could watch on South Korean Netflix, you won't be able to watch on the United States Netflix unless NordVPN, boom, switch to South Korea and you're watching whatever Korean drama that you want I highly recommend you do that. I haven't done it myself, but people seem to enjoy them. And who am I to try to bring down people's enjoyment? Uh, NordVPN, more than just entertainment and sports availability, it's going to protect you, especially when you're traveling, when you're using public Wi-Fi. People are trying to get in there. They're creeping on you. Bad actors, people trying to steal your password, your bank account details. Who knows what the government's doing these days? I can't keep track. They're all over the damn place. NordVPN... It's going to protect you. It's going to protect up to six devices because I know you have at least that many devices in front of you right now that can hook up to the internet. Boom. Fastest VPN in the world. You're not going to get any buffering. You're not going to get any lagging. Uh, it's going to stop your ISP from bandwidth throttling, which they do. That's kind of sneaky, especially how much you're paying those guys. There's threat protection to protect you from viruses and malicious malware and whatever else. Uh, um unsavory actors are out there. If you want to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com slash NintendoVC. That's nordvpn.com slash NintendoVC. Victor Charlie. 
Uh, that link is also going to give you four extra months on the two-year plan. There is no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. That's nice of them, and I appreciate that. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hey, Reb, anything exciting happening with you? No. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I, I, got enga- I got engaged. Whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Congratulations. Angles. I don't know how this works. Look at that. Oh, ah, congratulations. Shucks. Thanks. Yeah. We'll add little blings to it. Bling, yeah. Bling. We went, uh, <laughs> went back to Kansas City, which is, you know, Reb's home. It's where Reb loves to be. And we went back to Rebville, we went back, USA. Rebville, USA. <laughs> went back to Kansas City. Saw some friends. Got proposed to. Proposed back. <laughs> wow! So you were ready for it. Did you know it was coming? I did. Yeah. You know, okay. we, we had a we had a conversation. Okay. Multiple conversations. You know, would you like to get married? Would you like to think about mm-hmm. that kind of thing? And actually, he uh, a little jerk. He beat me to it. Uh, I've had a ring since February for him, uh, and I was planning on proposing at Christmas. Um, (laughs) but, uh, he started talking about it and then all of a sudden magically he had a plan and much sooner than I had been planning. And so I had to, I had to sort of pivot and I didn't want to scramble. Yeah. I mean, he, he had, he had a plan and I, I did not, he had put work and effort and energy and love into it. And I did not want to, well, I didn't, I didn't, and I didn't No, just no, well, I, I, had, I thought I had more time. Like I, yeah. I had, I had a loose idea of what I wanted to do. I had a couple people involved. Like I, I sort of knew what I wanted to do, but I hadn't, I hadn't made reservations for things yet. And he, he had, mm. and he had gotten several people on board. So I didn't, I didn't want to take away that moment uh, from him, but yeah, I knew, I knew it was coming. So I, I packed the ring and, uh, I, I knew, I knew approximately, I, you know, you kind of have an idea, right? Uh, when, when he tells you don't plan anything on Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I had it in my bag the whole day and I kept like, I was in the car and I kept like rearranging the stuff in my bad bag to make sure it was on top. <laughs> I so, completely forgot. I had like a speech prepared. I completely forgot. I just like was trying really hard not to cry and you know, Oh, awesome. it was great. So Heartwarming. Pokemon themed wedding or what, no. what will be the, uh, what will be the general well, business theme? Pikachu be the first man. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, our, our, our collective of friends is, you know, comprised of a lot of dorky weirdos. So I'm sure, I'm sure there'll be some goofiness involved. Uh, but uh, we, we did have a uh, Taco Bell at our Look at that. party, oh, which was awesome. The screen. Oh, who found that on my Twitter, yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Congratulations, this, Reb. Thank you. It was awesome. Congrats. Yeah. So excited. Uh, I guess I guess to sort of tie it back into video games a little bit, um, I my ring is that he gave me is absolutely gorgeous. Um, I'm pretty proud of uh, what I did for him. I, I had it uh, custom done in the uh, in the center. It is a lunar tear, which is inspired by Nier. Well, it's, it's the flower from Nier, and oh. the design is inspired by the Lunar Tear. That's great. Nier Automata coming to Nintendo yes. Switch in October. <laughs> it's so relevant. Cool. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> Video games. But yeah. So excited. Yeah. Well, ma- massive congratulations. And, you know, don't, don't fall into the trap, and I don't think you will, because you don't seem like the person who just spends too much time planning for the wedding, because nobody really knows this, 
But my father is actually a minister and he does oh. weddings all the time. Mm. And he tells couples who are and who they never listen to him. But he's like, guys, it's one day out of your lives together. Don't waste all your effort worrying about it because you have a lifetime after that. So what I'm saying is go to the Hitchin Post in Idaho, <laughs> have Elvis do the ceremony. Uh, no, I, I have three goals for my wedding, Seth Macy. My first goal is to get married. Good goal. That's uh, a critical yeah. part of it. Yes. Uh, my, my second goal is for uh, my friends and family who I invite to have a good time. Uh, and my third goal is for no joke to come out of my wedding that I don't think is funny. Mm. Okay, you can give up on that one. No, I cannot. <laughs> no, that's just... <laughs> we, I, weddings are famous for bad jokes from people you didn't expect to go... Ding, 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 ding. Bear, I've been married uh, before. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know this. <laughs> no, I think it's possible. Mm -mm. I find many things very funny. Okay. My, my engagement party was very silly. There we go. It involved a joke that I can't repeat on NBC, but it was pretty funny. <laughs> All right. Hey, Reb, other than Splatoon 3, wait, no. Yeah. I'm sorry. What, I guess what I'm asking is, have you been playing any exciting video games? I've been playing, I, I will say very quickly, because I know other people want to talk about Splatoon 3. I did on the plane get in like one hour of Shin Chan, me and the professor on summer vacation. Yeah. Hey. Uh, it's really yes. cute and sweet. Uh, the vibe of Japanese summer is is beautiful and it's, it's very relaxing and goofy and weird. He's a cute little kid and I can't wait to play more uh i haven't played very much so i can't talk in depth but it, it it's oh, super cute. yeah it's very total right like the feeling it's of like very, japanese yeah. small town in the summer and catching all bugs yep. you know running around mm -hmm. town all misunderstanding adults repeatedly mm -hmm. uh building your little scrapbook catching fish yeah mm -hmm. it's, it's really so really sweet cute it's, it's adorable it's... the art style is perfect and it yep. and every day starts with a song yeah there's yep. a little little hint of the mystical in there too mm -hmm. it's really nice oh yep. you <laughs> Oh, is it, there's yeah, a, yeah. there's a big hint of the mystical. I mean, I don't know. I've I've played literally well, like I the wouldn't first say day mystical, but it gets uh, it it, it goes gets from like a, a, it's a sci -fi. traditional summer vacation. I mean, I guess it starts out with like a it's sci-fi mad yeah. professor who yeah. is like a time traveling camera. But yeah, he like gives it, he stops you and your family in the in the like station when you arrive, and he's like, here, take this camera, and then it starts making yeah. weird things happen when you take pictures with it. Yeah, uh, but that but that Splatoon three is the thing. I've heard, uh, I've heard of I've heard of this. I am very salty. Why are you salty? I'm very okay. Look, I'm gonna say this, and people in the comments are gonna yeah. be like, "Maybe you're just bad at Splatoon two mm. or Splatoon three. And the answer is maybe. Yeah, probably. Um, I did play the first two Splatoons. I think I'm okay. Like, I got I got decent rank in Splatoon one and two. Uh, I, I'm all right. I'm all right at Turf Wars. I'm not amazing. I'm not a pro, but I'm okay. I can't stop losing. Uh, Same team or different teams? Diff well, okay. So I think I may have found the trick. So I'm I'm an inker in Turf War. I love I love mm -hmm. my arrow spray. I love just inking. I get you know over a thousand points inking. I do I do all this inking work, and then we just lose again and again. But oh. I think there's something going on with how it does group matchmaking. This is my like galaxy brain theory. It, when I was staying with the same group over and over again, I was just losing, just like absurd, like losing like 70% of my matches, just nuts. Yeah. Uh, I started leaving the group after every single match and just requeuing. Yeah. And now my win rate is way up again. Gotcha. And so I think there's something with how, how it like, maybe, maybe it's taking me inking so much turf as a sign of high skill, even though it's not really. Uh, and then pairing me in with people who are not as, I, I don't know. I have no idea what's going on. You're not alone, Reb. Um, if you go over to the Splatoon subreddit, everybody's talking about the matchmaking yeah. and being confused by it and feeling like 
they're getting matched up with groups where they're just getting completely overwhelmed. That's not very balanced yeah, right now. Yeah, a lot now. of that, yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll mm. have, like, we'll go up against, like, in doing Splatfest, we go up against a team of, like, level 10 or 12, mm-hmm. you know, and, and we'd have, like, a, a player on our team, right? Yeah. Like, it's, it's definitely... I think it's just not working as intended, or maybe it just needs to be tweaked. Too. A lot of disconnects. Lots of disconnects. Usually so, when I'm winning. So yeah, and, and we had Aww. the same thing. So we were on strong. We were on strong Wi-Fi um, at my house. You know, three kids. We're we're four four player team, um, and we got disconnects that way. And then my my daughter um, went back to she's in, back in Japan, and we were playing remotely with her, and it was exactly the same. Like it wasn't. We didn't get more disconnects or fewer. It was exactly uh the same rate and so it's not us it's them it is um i i think we won about 60 percent of the time so i played splatfest as well i had a great time uh the game is just so good it's yeah. just Pear. it's just a wonderful game are you team grub are you team gear or are you team fun i'm team winner gear yeah, oh, yeah. Like, uh, that's right that's right that's Heck right yeah, yeah. it looked like we were gonna lose halfway through i know right? so it was looking like team fun without yeah. it yeah, but then we clawed it back, and like it was no thanks to me. <laughs> we honestly, I think Team Gear had so many plays. Like we kept getting matched against other Team Gear yeah. players too, and those yeah. matches. Oh, don't really? Count I got for matched against stuff. Team Fun all the time. Yeah, no, we got yeah. maybe maybe it was just a day. No but, Team Grub. Yeah. No. There Sorry, was Team a, Grub. There was like a whole discussion on the subreddit. I I didn't get to play too much of the Splatfest. I was busy getting engaged um but i there was a whole discussion about apparently the tricolor turf war like the mm. new feature where all Never the teams it. yeah really 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 low rate for that for some reason nintendo's not yeah. matching you into it right now because i guess they're rebalancing it or it's a little broken right now mm. okay. Yeah. Uh, okay yeah somebody on the uh, on the facebook group has actually com- had the same complaint they're like i've not gone into the tricolor i wanted to try it yeah there's a lot of memes about lol and i select tricolor turf war and i just get into regular turf war or whatever Mm -hmm. and i never saw a times 100 match either i got two times tens one we won one and we lost one but um never got the 100s and my uh my son came home for the weekend and he picked up splatoon 3 and that's basically how he spent all of his time are you playing with him at all seth or is are you not a splatoon guy no the the boy both of my sons were playing against one another on their respective switches so i just okay it was either that or buy another copy of splatoon 3 so Mm. yeah whatever thanks you for their service yeah (laughs) thank you for buying splatoon 3 twice so your son can (laughs) have it up in college but no i didn't i didn't play uh over the weekend but I did discover a game like that came out just yesterday called Moonscars, which oh, yeah. is mm-hmm. actually published by Humble Bundle, which is a wholly owned subsidiary of Ziff Davis. Our parent company. Yes, I have yeah. to. I have to say that mm-hmm. it's, it's required by uh, by our legal team. But no, um, that is a really cool game, and I am. It is pretty hard. And I am loving it a lot. And I think I'm probably going to sink a lot of time into that game. It's got a cool art style. Um, the, it's supposed to be like the, it, the story makes no sense. <laughs> Basically, there's these clay creatures. They're called the Clayborne, and you're a, a, a Sam? Sam Clayborne. <laughs> you're the Sam Clayborne. Wow. And they all have incredible Sam mustaches. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so like the it's a pixelated art style, but it almost looks painterly at the same time, and sort of feels like. I, I can't really explain it. You have to see it. It reminds me 
something somewhat of Axiom Verge 2, which I loved a lot, okay. which was actually one of my favorite games that came out. Uh, but it is, uh, I want to say Souls-like because it's brutally hard. But everyone says everything is Souls-like. Yep. It is. Because it's everything hard. is these days. It's yeah. It's not a shooter. I mean, it's, there were multiple times where uh, I just died. I wouldn't even go as far as I had the last time that I died. Like I would only go two thirds of the way and do something stupid and die again. But I never got frustrated. Um, I, it just made me want to play more. And I think that's a testament to how good the game is because normally that's what sort of threw me off on those, like the dark souls. Originally, I never wanted to play those games because I just found them unfun and frustrating. It wasn't until Elden Ring. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And stressful. And this one's kind of, I mean, it's the same thing. I die and then I have to go back, but I like it a lot. I don't know. Yeah. It's probably the art style has a lot to do with it. Um, it's got skill trees and you build up your powers and you lose all your, your currency and you have to go back and get it. But Looks very great. fun game. Mm-hmm. I highly recommend checking it out. It's on. I think it's on everything. I think it's on Switch, Steam, PC, or uh, Xbox, uh, PS4. Mm-hmm ps5 whatever it's um, on it's on game pass too it's it got added. oh yeah, yeah it's on game pass so you should check that out that reminds me right before the show speaking of game pass i started playing a game that was originally on game pass but just came to the switch called tunic oh, and yes. like look i love you all very much but i would rather be playing tunic right now because okay. i didn't no, i fair. purposely held off hoping that it would come to nintendo switch that's and, super uh, fair yeah that is uh, a real good game it looks a little too washed out on the mm. switch mm. like like they turned the colors up a little too or like rather the brightness a little too much but that might just be i don't know i have a feeling it's probably because it's on nintendo switch but yeah man that is no, everyone was right so oh cat you love yeah i was gonna it. i was gonna bring bring up that it that it came out on switch i haven't played the switch version yet i saw footage it, instead of 60 frames per second, it runs at 30 now on the Switch. And it is a little fuzzier around the edges, yeah. but it's the whole game. And that whole game, right now, that's my game of the year. It's that is so my good. favorite game of the year. It's, I mean, it's not mechanically similar at all to Fez, but the feeling that I get when I'm playing it, um, Fez is a, one of my all-time how, favorite games. Like, I was obsessed with that game. How, how far in are you? Are you still pretty early? I'm only... I'm only 20 minutes i played it okay. over my oh, right, right. so oh my god so just you know for everybody it is it is linked to the past like right like it it has that sort of feeling but there's a meta game centered around the manual in that it is the game is obtuse in a lot of ways yeah, like there the things you're like how am i supposed to know to do this and then you look at the in-game manual and the manual tells you but it doesn't really tell you and the way all that connects is so freaking it's clever really it's good. just oh, brilliant i, wait. I, I multi at multiple times in the game i'd connect something from the manual to the real world i'm like god yeah. i cannot believe it uh, this is so good yeah you can't you I'm can't so say excited. any more than that it's a ri- it's a riddle and you know they they tell you the manual is important yeah but yeah. you yeah. you piece it together as you play like if you if you yeah. are playing for an hour and are just very very confused i 
encourage you to just so I'm not keep, confused. Keep I going. Love. Well, no, but people listening, if if you're yeah. at a point where like I just don't know what's going on or what to do, the manual doesn't make any sense. You know, just keep just keep going. It it, it, it forms in your head as you go, and you start to understand what it's doing. And it, it is hard. There was there was a a boss that gave me trouble where mm-hmm. it was like Metroid Dread, where it kept on dying dying on that yeah. same boss. Um, look, there he is. Um, and um, <laughs> oh yeah, that one was fun. <laughs> So you can. There's an easy mode or something. You can turn. You can make yourself invincible. And I, I was really, really enjoying Tunic, and I did not use that feature for the majority of the game. However, I, I played Tunic immediately after finishing Elden Ring, and I had just gotten done doing like I did Melania. I did all of the just absurdly, brutally hard fights, and I, I hit, I hit a wall, and I think I could have gotten through it had I practiced. But I just looked at that and I said, you know what? I've been brute forcing fights for months now. No, thank you. Oh, there, that was the one. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah that, that, that was the one. Uh, and so, uh, way. Oh, great. That's okay. You know, you don't want to look at that one. Yeah. Uh, so, Very you know, long. I just said, no, thank you. And I turned on invincibility and I did that fight and then I turned it back off again and I finished the game. And it, you know what? I don't feel I lost anything. So, so if you're, if you're looking at that and thinking, oh, I don't like super challenging games. Don't worry about I, it. I was able to. I'm look. I'm 51 years old, so if I can do it, do it. You can do it. <laughs> um, I, I was able to beat it without turning on on that that feature. But like for the boss fight, my son and I kept switching off. So yeah. we and I thought Did he'd immediately beat good. the boss. But um, <laughs> no, no. It's totally like look. Enjoy games the way you want to play them. There's there's no shame in that. Except for in the old 16-bit games where if you played something on easy, you suddenly wouldn't get the last level or you couldn't yeah. complete right. the game, which was really mean. This is not like that. No, this is not like that. Um, but but what was remarkable about, about this game is I struggled with that boss, and then later I played that boss again, and I could just beat it without yeah. without any problems. Yeah. So it is a game that teaches you, and you learn, and you get better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm loving. Like it. I said, the 20 minutes that I played, uh, I'm absolutely loving it. But I have perhaps even more exciting news. Real quick, uh, this weekend I went yard sailing, as is my want. Oh my god, what did you find? I found a 27-inch <clears throat> Sony Wega Trinitron for free. Oh, it wait, only wow. cost me uh, very, very sore muscles because it weighs 75 pounds, and I haven't been doing weight training hey, for years. Hey Bear, what's a Wega? Uh, that's a, a really good. It's, it's when Trinitron. Sony made its own screen. Still, you know, they later licensed uh, stuff for LCD. It's a cathode ray, and it television. was the the. <laughs> best they're the best televisions for classic oh, consoles okay. and like yes. it's just the games look the way they meant to look right like when now when you play games in emulation or you put them on a monitor there are no more scan lines and the the game designers designed for yeah. the bleeding of pixels to make yeah, new yeah. colors or make things look smoother right and so um yeah. there are filters now that, that can help with that but like things on the way guys look amazing especially uh, is it a four by three or is it that sixty nine that it's they the released? Four by three. Okay, Ooh. so especially like the GameCube generation when you had like three two pull down and stuff, the the Wegos actually supported four eighty p. Absolutely gorgeous picture. Oh, yeah, uh, I am lucky extremely man. Happy. The cost yeah. was just what I wanted as well, um, and now I have it hooked up. And yeah, I played everything on it. I'm, oh, it's so you can see it right here. Oh, yeah. and then also. Nice. 
also my brother uh, sent me a text he's like hey uh, i found this it's a macintosh performa 60 6116 cd he's like i found this at the dump do you want it and i was like yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I want that i gave my i had i had i had the really big four by three wega too and i gave it away um mm. because tvs were turning flat and then i just didn't have enough room for that monster and honestly like yeah, two I had to hire two big burly guys who were each one was four times my size and they <laughs> complained about how heavy that thing was. So um yeah. I don't yeah. So that's I, that TV's I, worth a lot of money, I think, if you end up selling it. I don't think so. I was curious it and I, just, like I was actually looking up for like eBay. Yeah, I was looking up like for the manual and the first return for that model number. And this is the not the highest end Sony Wagon. There it is. This wow. is like the next level down. <laughs> but this particular model on eBay, not like a local, is selling for five to six hundred dollars. Oh, that's actually yeah. a lot. I th I thought oh, it'd be cheap because of the fifty dollar sh freight shipping. Yeah. yeah. Oh no. I, I thought it would CRTs be cheaper because the convenience factor. Like people just don't want it. You know, like well, only collectors. Yeah. I, what I've noticed is happening is uh, Facebook Marketplace went from free TV to uh, good for classic gaming, ten dollars to uh, retro television, hundred dollars. Yeah, so, mm. all right. they're getting quite rare now because they all got thrown out or they're hard to repair, that kind yep. of things. Yeah, yep. yeah, I, I can't wait till I have to recap it. Woohoo! That's gonna be real, real fun. But it's awesome. Hey, have you been playing anything else other than Splatoon 3? So we talked about weekend? Splatoon. Obviously, Tunic, if you can play it, play it. If you have an Xbox, um, play it on, on there because oh, it is does. nicer yeah. at 60 frames and like it is a is a Twitch-heavy game. Um, no, but you guys didn't mention the greatest occasion in video gaming. It's Christmas Eve again. We get a new Picross game today. Hey. <laughs> um, Congratulations. Picross, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so for all those who celebrate. Yeah. I got targets. Yes. Yeah. A new I, my, my new partner is Picross S8. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I, it is these, these games, to be clear, if you finish everything in those games, it's like 200 hours plus, right? Like yeah. there's a lot wow. in them. You can pick and choose which modes you like. Some people don't like Mega Picross and that's totally fine. You can just complete the core stuff. Um, it is exactly the same. All the Picross games are super cl close. They get slightly better with each release in like their their UI features. You know, touchscreen got re-added, all of that stuff. The new thing with this one is four-player co-op. Wow. And if you if you laugh at the idea of Picross co-op, it is freaking awesome. Oh no, it's no, a, it's amazing. It's in our so house. much fun. The last one I had two-player co-op. My daughter and I would like some of the puzzles that would take me twenty minutes to complete. The higher ones, we'd like blaze through them in like five minutes the it's music, just really cool the the puzzle solving music is burned into my head like when you start talking about that i just heard it like playing the little chime <laughs> they're very formulaic in that they always have three tunes and you know certain certain setups that are repeated which is a shame i wish they would play a little bit more around with the themes i wish we would get another zelda one or a pokemon one but yeah. until then that sega genesis one is awesome know, if you if you want to get into picross 10 bucks s8 out today i tried to play it at midnight and it didn't it didn't unlock yet um so yeah well now you have something to look forward to at the end of the day and who doesn't like that mm -hmm. yeah. hey reb eh? uh, at the <laughs> <laughs> what at what do you want beginning of the show you were like oh red i want to make sure like when i'm exuberant about something that you know you have the levels adjusted but uh kind of wondering why should people be more excited about Mario and Rabbids 
Oh, oh, right. Because I previewed that a couple weeks ago. Yes, you did. You were unable to be on last week. The preview came out last week. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So Uh, let's talk about. That's great. Oh, it's really fun. Uh, So I played. uh, I played the first Mario Rabbids Kingdom Battle. I played that a little bit late. Uh, I'm not. I I was not when I started that game a tactics person. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I I picked it up. I think it was really funny. I think it was on sale for like five dollars. I paid more for the DLC than I paid for Kingdom Battle, and I got it on a whim. (laughs) And I just fell in love with it. Uh, Sparks of Hope. I I do not know how they, they. I feel like they just. Cracked that game right open, right open. The the free movement mechanics is so it's so nice for me as kind of a little more of a tactics newbie because I can just I, I don't need to like move characters around and then lock them into place so much. I can just sort of pile them all up in a corner and then sort of figure out what I want to do with them and then move them back if I don't like that or you know spread the I, I can fuss with it a lot more and mm-hmm. it's a little more freeing. Um, but it, but is it just like it gives you kind of like an area you, you can have like move a bubble. within, yeah. but it doesn't draw the line and like you run out of right, steps, right? Right, yeah. Okay. You, you have like a bubble that you can move in, and then if you do a team jump, uh, you... So if you run up, if Mario runs up to Peach and jumps off her head, uh, he grabs uh, Beepo and and flies. And you can control him while he's in the air for a certain amount of time before he drops. Uh, and if you hover above an enemy, then it'll give you the icon to hit A to you know bounce off their heads and you keep going. Mm-hmm. And you basically have as far as you can go before Beepo drops you. Okay. Uh, and then and then when you land, you have another little bubble that you can move freely within. Uh, it, it and then it, you know it, it as you run around, there's a little bit of a locking mechanism. So if you it's not it's not as laid out in a grid because you are doing free movement, but like if you run behind a a block, then Mario will like lean up against it because he's you know undercover. Uh, and then, so the movement really helps, I, I think, open it up a lot. Uh, and then the other thing that really really cracks it open for me is the addition of sparks. So the first game had like like status effects kind of like they eat like a box of honey and you you break that open on an enemy and they're stuck mm-hmm. uh and there were certain characters like, i think all characters had a couple elements that they could use, like you know you do the vampire rabbit luigi loved the vampire thing that was a really really good one for him uh you could set people on fire uh and they were sort of like integrated with the characters in this one all of those elements are gone and instead you're given the sparks. Uh, every character can have two of them equipped at a time and they all have different effects. So they, they're, they're, they're different elements. They're, you know, there's fire, they're there's lumas, ice, there's water. Right? Yeah, 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 they're, they're lumas crossed with rabbits. Lumas, yeah. uh, there's a whole joke early in the game where they're like, we should be calling these guys rabbit lumas. And then now nah, they're sparks. The same witty banter. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of good writing. Uh, but yeah, so you get the sparks, you equip them. Uh, they will give you... If, if you have an ice spark equipped, you will be more resistant to mm. other characters using ice on you. But then there's also, you know, enemies who will be weak to ice or enemies who will be resistant to ice. And so you're you're calculating, you're swapping them out basically every single battle. Uh, and then they, they can do different things. They have ones that will just, att- like, if you use a spark, it will, you know, do a fire attack or whatever. Or you can use... There's a, there's a fire spark that will infuse your weapon with fire for that turn. So when you do your regular attack, it'll go, mm-hmm. uh, or it'll infuse your dash with fire. So when you dash through a guy, then you, you get that fire damage. And so it's all about playing with with the the sparks and figuring out how you want to configure them so that you can tactically approach each situation. Um, you have they they've sorted it out now. So movement is still free. Dashes are still free team jumps are still free but uh you have two actions you can take per turn and those actions can be doing an attack using a spark uh using an item or using your special moves so like mario's uh like tactical gaze where he uses it and then the next time an enemy moves he just blam blam 
Uh, so that that's all there. But yeah, there's just a lot more possibilities every single turn. I spent, you know, I played, I played, I think like four hours of that game at that preview event, and it was all from decently early on, not like just the first four hours mm -hmm. of the game, a little spread out, but all fairly early on. I'm really excited to do it again. Like normally when oh, I come out wow. of, yeah, like normally normally when you play like the first couple hours of a preview and then the game comes out, you're kind of like, oh great, I have to you know play through this thing yeah, I've yeah, already yeah. done before. I do not feel that way about this. Okay. I'm I'm really excited mm, to sort of cool. poke around the map and see what else is hidden there. You know, approach situations a little more, a little a little bit differently now that I understand how the mm -hmm. combat works. It eases you in really nicely. There's difficulty levels now, so if people want to play a really hard game, they can. If people want to play on easy mode, they super can. You know, it's, and it feels very Mario like music. Graphics-wise, yeah. everything. Uh, de definitely, like the, the still still looks really nice. The music is now they have uh, Kirk Hope uh, back, and then they also have Gareth Coker who did Ori in the Blind Forest and mm -hmm. Will of the Wisps, and then they uh, brought in our friend uh, Yoko Shimamura mm -hmm. uh, of Kingdom Hearts fame, yeah. and, ma and many other things. I mean, she's done like everything, uh, and you can super tell who did which track. <laughs> Kirk awesome. Hope sounds like Kirk Hope. Uh, there is a there's a tutorial fight fairly early on in the game that takes place in sort of a very galactic like space i mean it's you know mm -hmm. rosaline is involved it, you're, you're, it's, it's very mario galaxy themed the whole thing uh but the second you go into space it's shimamura music the whole time of course. <laughs> you so can cool. super tell um and then there was a i mean i don't know i don't know exactly who composed what but i'm, I'm sitting there going yep that's her that's him uh there's like a <laughs> kind of a ruined temple at one point that sounds very gareth coker to me uh so yeah it's it's really but but it all it all it all flows together it doesn't sound like music from three different games it sounds like three composers collaborating that's on so idea. cool i can't that's wait really, is, really this, nice. yeah. is this my own bias talking or do i detect a weird lack of excitement for this game like should there be a lot more excitement <laughs> just generally like from 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 people yeah, yeah. i think i mean that, that was true with the first one too mm -hmm. right like i think yeah. it was a big word of mouth game wasn't it and and it's the, the genre right like a lot of people hear strategy and go oh thinking I was like, <laughs> if it were just a Mario tactics game yeah. that was yeah. all Mario and the rabbits weren't involved, do you think it would be bigger? Uh, yes. Yeah. I, I will say, so... Are the rabbits holding it back? No. Uh, oh, no. I feel two ways about this. I was very anti-rabbit <laughs> at the start of Kingdom Battle, and that was the thing... that The tactics thing kind of held me back, but the rabbits thing really did. And then I played it, and honestly, I think the first game did an amazing job. Of making the rabbits very endearing. They talk yeah. now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's where I was going with this. So the one thing where I'm kind of like, I don't know about this. <laughs> they talk in Sparks of Hope, um, and I did. You should read it on IGN.com. I had an interview with uh, David Soliani about this exact thing and why they talk now and kind of how that happened. Mm -hmm. uh, he had some really cool insight as to why they decided to do it and how they made it work. Um, I have. I can't figure out how I feel about it. Uh, it. The rabbit NPCs talking doesn't bother me because they're sort of giving quests and that, that that's fine. I think it works for the game. I think the thing that is weird is that when I'm in battle, I'm expecting rabbit Luigi to go, bleh, 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 you know, like, mm -hmm. like he does. And instead he's got, I'm going to do a cool dance move. I don't think that's exactly, <laughs> it's, it's a line like, kind of mm -hmm. like that. Uh, and, and they all just blurt out these battle barks and it, it's xenoblade is what it, it is doesn't yep. feel <laughs> but i am the mvp but then in other scenes <laughs> but so, so sometimes they speak in like complete grammatically correct sentences and then in other scenes they'll go blah 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 again and i'm like no why are you doing both of those things yeah. it doesn't make sense uh i don't know how i feel about it i'm gonna finish the game i guess i i want to play it because it has really good word of mouth i love a good tactics game um it seems a little more Valkyria Chronicle-ish than XCOM-ish this time around. 
Okay. Oh, but Kira Chronicles. Chronicles is good. It's a good game. Good. I think you would really like it, Reb. Oh, maybe. The, yeah. the OG. It's on Nintendo Switch. I you like can the play music. It right now. I never played it. Part is super yeah. good. I have the tank from the special edition. Look at that. Or in the original. Why do you always have everything near you? That's yeah. it's like super it's creepy. Kind of Here's a secret about me. Every yeah. weekend, I'm like, this is the weekend where I yeah. finish organizing, <laughs> yeah. and all I do is I move everything uh, 87 degrees exactly <laughs> from where it originally was. But, so at any point, it circles around. Yeah, it keeps happening though. It's like, oh, have you guys ever tried Pepsi Clear? And it's like, you mean Pepsi Clear? <laughs> <laughs> I had to look because uh, I. He actually was... was looking. Did you see? <laughs> oh no, that's tab. Uh, that's dream flavor. Yeah. I mean, there's a bottle of Mountain Dew Overdrive over here. No, but anyway, wow. I'm gonna start bringing Surge. a cardboard box of props to have next to wherever I'm oh, recording yeah. NBC from, so I can just pull things out every like intervals that are tangentially relevant. Business Pikachu. Yeah. Business Pikachu. Oh, everybody loves Business Pikachu. I love Business uh, Pikachu. You... Reminded me that I wanted to mention that you can check out every game that we've talked about on IGN Playlist. And you can make your own. And I made a bunch now, and they're fun, actually. I really like making them. I need to update. Awesome. I didn't think yeah. I would like it yeah. as much as I do. I do too. Yeah. But yeah, and I'm always like, ah, I don't know if that is my favorite game anymore. Maybe I need to change my playlist up That's, I just updated my top 10 games of the year. I, I was sharing it with someone on, on Twitter. I was like, I haven't updated it yet. Um, and same now that you guys are saying most wanted, like I totally forgot about Mario and Rabbits. Mm -hmm. Like it was well, like for some odd reason I wasn't thinking about it. But yeah, I mean yeah. if you're if you have an IGN account or you just want to log in with Google or Twitter or whatever, go to IGN, put on your business socks like business Pikachu <laughs> and make some lists. Share them with us. Yeah. Pikachu wears yeah. socks. The business yeah, socks. Yeah, sometimes business, it's, business, business, it's business time. I like using it uh, as, as like because uh, I I use like like Goodreads and things like that to track books. I like using it as more of a tracker because whenever Game of the Year stuff comes up, I'm like, wait, mm. what did I play this oh, year? Oh yeah, right. Yeah. That's actually a really good idea. Yeah, yeah. we just we added an update to play. Sorry to just talk shop, but we added an update to playlist. We snuck it out. You're able now in your collection. You can flag things played and completed and wish list and all of that you can now tag games as to what platforms you have the games on so oh i didn't you know can say awesome. you could say i have tunic on switch and xbox and it's just for you and then you mm -hmm. can filter by yeah. your platforms too so you can really organize your game collection that way it's pretty cool it's good it is cool mm -hmm. go check that out mm -hmm. um we'll have a playlist for what games we're looking forward to the most in October? Segway. I did it. I got us there. Uh, actually, Kat, thank you for putting this list together because there are some games on here that I forgot are coming out in October, like No Man's Sky coming to Switch. Mm. Wow. October 7th. That's right. Spoken how uh, I'm excited about it. Have we seen anything like substantial to get us excited about no man's was, sky i feel like i saw a trailer yeah. at one point and i looked at that and i thought yep that's no man's sky on the switch it's yeah i mean it, it it's exactly the same story as tunic you know yeah. it's um oh, here we go yeah you, you, you can see it it's it's a little blurry around the edges it sounds and, like a person yeah. a passion project almost like somebody said hey we can get this working on switch and they're like oh yeah if you want to and yeah. they're like oh yeah no here it goes it, and it has obviously it, it doesn't strive for realism right like the art style no. is is a little bit more comic booky kind of flat shaded looking yeah but like that you know it is a difficult game to do on on switch because you have these really deep vistas and you know like i'm i'm sure the frame rate is going to take a, a bit of a hit um because there's a lot of vegetation and a lot of grass 
Um, a lot of weird little here. dudes running around. They've made a lot but, of yeah. graphical enhancements since the release of the original yeah. PS4 version as well. Um, but yeah, if you haven't been following No Man's Sky, it's made a lot of improvements since mm. the oh, yes. release. It's, really it's a totally cool. different game now. The original game was more of a a journey. Yeah, you yeah, know, like a pilgrimage. Is... Yeah, mm-hmm. this one now now it's like. You find a, a planet, basically, and you build a base, and yep. then you go and you use that to kind of radiate out and explore other places. And there's a multiplayer kind of hub and everything, yeah. and it's actually... I'm not sure if there's cross-play between the Switch and the other platforms. Ooh, I think there is, yeah, actually. I'm sure. I, I, I think so. so. I'm, yeah. I'm riffing. Someone will tell me I'm I wrong. went to the multiplayer hub, because <laughs> uh, I, I have a save that's pretty deep, and somebody just walked up and started giving me stuff. So yeah. many like resources and materials. Yeah. So it's like a really have. thriving community, yeah. is my very understanding. Very wholesome and very positive. Yeah, community. a lot of oh, a lot of like work God. to sort of collectively improve the community and make it yeah. make make their little galactic hubs pretty and stuff. I've read yeah. I've read some articles that a lot of a lot of people have done really good reporting uh, on how found, cool that community is. I found a cool <laughs> cliff. And built my whole base out on it. Got a great like vista looking out mm-hmm. on this alien planet and everything. Got my ATV or alien ATV to drive around on. It's like a, kind of a warthog kind of situation. And then my ship that I could fly out. And you got a freighter. You got it. You can have your own warship and fleets now. Yeah. And, yeah. Wow. It's, so cool. It's amazing. Yeah. I'm yeah. one of those weirdos yeah. who played it at launch and really prefers like the the solo journey exploration aspects. I mean, it was it was a little thin at launch, but I I liked the mystery behind it. And yeah, so you I, can I, still I do poem. that. Stuff. It was like poetic. Now, yeah, I've I've tried to return. I I have trouble returning to it now. Yeah. There's there's just there's a lot. It feels overwhelming now, but I think all the changes generally seem to have been for good, and I would not yes. tell them to take them back. I think you can play it that way still if you want. Yes, mm-hmm. there's a. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah. yeah, you can you can sort of play like it's it's one game, but there are so many ways that you could approach it. Like you could just work your way to just being like fleet management, or you could do the exploration stuff, or you could try to get to the center of the universe, which was the original you know that, point of the game. That's yeah. what yeah, that's what drove me honestly. And mm-hmm. then yeah. I stopped playing because I heard you know it was There's a disappointment. There. <laughs> it, was, it was like you know forty two is the answer, and like you yeah, know, yep. that that's it. I like the languages, I like doing alien languages. That's yeah, funny, yeah. 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 No, it's it's a game if you're into exploration and a game that's a little bit more like slower paced deliberately placed we paced right um i i i think it's it's just such a unique game there's something really cool in like jumping in your spaceship and then just flying into space and like this seamless transition i was i just um somebody recommended i should really play outer wilds finally so i booted up outer wilds and outer wilds does a little bit of that and like it just never gets old for me when you have this sort of you know when somebody takes the time to like connect the universe with the planet planet side exploration after playing no man's sky i could not get a handle on the flight controls in outer wilds i tried so hard i want to love that game i love the concepts behind it i cannot fly (laughs) the dang boat yeah no it's like lunar lander you have to like i can't can't your way down i I crash i have gone through the stupid the the planet that's got the weird black hole in the middle that spits you out into space i have fallen into that (laughs) so many times Mm. i'm terrible at video games well you can go back to no man's sky and then you can feel like you're good at flying in space again that's right and that comes to nintendo switch october 7th and then on the 18th plague plague tale requiem which is Mm. Difficult for me to say, and I'm not exactly sure why. A lot of rats. Then yeah, of course, ain't that the one with all the rats? The... I also believe this is a cloud-based version. So oh, this oh, is cloud. fun. Yeah. That's right. That's so right. So maybe not yeah. the best way to play it, unfortunately. No. 
I, nope. I started that. I don't know why I quit. I think I just had too much. Because of the play. rats. Rats, yeah. no. There's too many rats. I, I, I can hang Icky. with the rats. It's okay. The the rats are cute. Yeah. No you don't like rats? Not the I, plague ones. You don't like plague? <laughs> <laughs> you don't like well, plague? you can play the rat game on October 18th. Uh, Mario Rabbids, as we already discussed, comes out October 20th. New Tales from the Borderlands comes out October 21st, which I also feel is not really getting a lot of buzz. Yeah, I like, forgot I about that. Well, there's yeah. the community seemed a little down on it because, I mean, they've changed out oh. the cast. Mm-hmm. One of the oh. key characters um, that had kind of a cliffhanger ending just isn't the people are like, what's going on with that character? I mean, of course, it's from a different studio, so the vibe is a little bit different. So I think mm, people are feeling yeah. a little subdued about this one because mm. the original Tales from the Borderlands is kind of yeah. quite beloved. Yeah, in terms yeah. Of- I wasn't like I feel like I can only do so many narrative-driven games per month, yeah. and I'm I'm still going to be playing Monkey up. Island. <laughs> I was huge. I played all the core Borderlands games. I really liked them. I loved I loved yep. that sort of exploration and shooting loot um, and 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 the universe. But I didn't care for the characters so much that I wanted the narrative-based stuff. But oh, okay. uh, I mean, I heard, I heard only good things about the first one. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, Tiny Tina did so well. It's going to be mm-hmm. like its own franchise now. So mm, that's right. That's Everybody little, loves Tiny Tina. Little spin. Not part of uh, the new tales of the Borderlands, as far as I'm aware. Mm-hmm. But also on that day, Persona Five Royal comes out, which I'll finally get mm-hmm. and finally play and finally beat. I have it on PlayStation Four, and I was like, oh man, I love this game. And then it's just, it's hard for me to play big, long RPGs on my TV. Yeah. I've, I hit an, play hand. I've hit an impasse where I love 60 to 120 FPS so much that, and of course the Switch, you always sacrifice the frame rate for the most part. So when I was at TGS, I saw it being played on the Switch and also being played on PC and Xbox and PS5. And I'm like, oh, it looks so good. It looks oh, so good in X60 no. FPS. Oh my gosh. Mm. But of course... Persona is practically made for portable. Like I yeah. think yeah. Persona 4 Golden got so much positive word of mouth when it came out on the Vita because it's a very much a, I'm going to play a day, I'm going to put mm. down my, my device. And if you sit down at your console or whatever, it starts to feel like a, okay, this is, this is a lot. Yeah. I can't deal with it. So it is kind of a perfect Switch game. I only wish that I could have the 60 FPS too. Mm. Mm. It's- yeah. One of the best RPGs ever made. Uh, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. You have to play it. Yeah, I'm gonna play it. I'm, I am certain I'm going to play this game to completion on my Nintendo Switch. And Royal adds a lot of content to the original game, uh, changes up the ending. Um, There's so much. uh, Like people are like, yeah, Royal's the one to play. So, all right, and that comes out October 21st. Get your pre-orders in. Now, but the biggest game of October by far, not just for Nintendo Switch, but for me personally, is Bayonetta 3 on October 28th. Oh, yeah. Three days before the spookiest day of the year, a game about a witch comes out. How do you like that? Speaking of 60 frames. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Bayonetta 3, who's playing that? Who pre-ordered the Trinity Edition? Raise your hand. Pre-ordered. Wow. Uh, of course you did. Well, guess what? It was right. It here. sold out very fast. <laughs> yeah, uh, it will be eventually. It'll be like when I pre-ordered the um, Metroid Dread Special Edition, and I had to have it. Or the cow- I'm I'm rarely going for the the special edition stuff now. Like it's just oh, I, I kind of I just ran out of because I hoarded games since the 
really the N60 Super NES days, right? Like, I just don't have enough room for it. I brought it in a PlayStation 2 today. We're trying to capture from it with component cables. Wow. Um, Interesting. And like, yeah, I had to really dig. And I'm like, man, I have too much crap. I found Aww. the I found the somebody amigo dance mats from my Dreamcast. <laughs> <laughs> like looking for the uh, PS2. But um no, I mean more power to you. Like it looks like a cool special edition and I'm I'm yeah. definitely going to play this game when it comes out. Yeah. Oh. I'm going to yes. watch my partner play it probably. He's like very into sorty slashy combo-y mm. kinds of games uh and I am like, you know, fine mm-hmm. with them, but that's his game, but I what I want to do is I want to spend time watching Bayonetta be cool yeah like yeah. she's very cool and stylish and i just want to you know bask in that mm-hmm. i downloaded so i finished bayonetta 2 when it was on the wii u and i downloaded the original bayonetta onto my switch with the intention of finishing that before bayonetta 3 comes out i don't know if that's going to happen because i just got codes for fifa and valkyrie elysium mm-hmm. both of games that i want to play mm. but uh you should play valkyrie bayonetta 1 and 2 on the switch bayonetta's getting a yeah. retail release now right yeah. like it's right. getting actually yeah. the first one's getting you, a retail release yeah yeah you can pre-order that one as so well go back. 30 bucks mm. and it's a cart so which is it's not a code like uh that came with Bayonetta 2 for Switch. Hey, so Kat, you brought up FIFA. Are you mm. excited about that Switch FIFA version? <laughs> no. It's a oh, legacy nobody. version that's mm. like many years old at this point. They've completely abandoned all support, which is a real bummer because you see other uh, developers like MLB The Show, surprisingly good on mm. Nintendo Switch. Mm. Oh, no kidding. Considered. NBA 2K was pretty good on the Switch for a while. And mm. y- you just see kind of a... Okay, this is going to be a little bit of a cat take right here. Um, Capcom did an incredible job with their very flexible tech tools, the RE engine and everything, getting like Monster Hunter Rise and stuff on the Switch. What's your excuse, EA? (laughs) You're like, the Frostbite engine just won't work on the Nintendo Switch. And I'm like, seriously? Okay, like what? Capcom's over here working miracles. That's an indictment on you, EA. That's what I'm just going to say. I mean, you got EA as a small indie studio, (laughs) right? Still trying to find the resources to publish games on a platform that has sold 111 like, million yeah. units I get a year uh, so far. Um, I mean, I get it. FIFA is a tech showcase, mm-hmm. and so it's just really hard to put that onto the Nintendo Switch and then have it be able to work in the ecosystem. But I also think it's a missed opportunity because I want to play portable soccer, gosh darn it. I yeah. agree with you and think a lot of companies with piles of money could and should be doing more. I also, sorry to bring this up, would really just like them to get that ridicu- that that mythical switch upgrade out there so that it is a little easier on everybody because yeah. we've had we've been having this conversation. I don't know how long we've been sitting here, but boy, we have listed a lot of games and with the little asterisk on them that's like, yeah, it doesn't look so great on then, the Switch. The not- Switch is based on technology that's older than the PS4 at yeah. this That's point. what I, I mean. mean yeah. Like, just give a little it's a, tech upgrade, But they do, ama- they do an amazing they do. job. Like, I've played so many good-looking games on the Switch. No, Frankly, sure. Splatoon 3 looks amazing it's on the Switch. It's yeah. a little column B, right? Like, on one hand, there's a lot of companies that are slacking that yeah. certainly do have but the resources. The EA just to doesn't push care. It. But, but there's, but they, <laughs> you know, the Switch is a big it's honestly i mean it was like that with the n64 where when nintendo made a game and rare made a game the the games looked really really good on n64 but when studios tried to port even their playstation games Mm. to the n64 they'd be choppy and they look worse worse right like if you go back to stuff like wipeout coming across and like did you like re2 
Huh? I heard RE2 is pretty good on They this, did a good job. Like, and, and, you know, thanks to Factor V's crazy compression stuff, but, like, somebody had to spend a lot of time trying to figure out how to squeeze all that into a cartridge. And they had to pay a lot of money for that big cartridge, too. Right. Um, but And that's where we are with Switch now, where it's less about the cartridge size, even though we've had games where you get a little bit on a cartridge and then you have to download a ton of stuff and it yep. won't even fit on the SD cards included with the system, right? Mm -hmm. So there, there are challenges there, too. But, no, it's just about... You have to spend time to port something. And then I think a lot of studios say, well, is my game going to sell enough to warrant right, that yeah. effort? What I would love to see EA do is make a soccer game then for Switch. Like make yeah. something that is yeah. different, like Strikers or, you know, like yeah, agreed. If, if, if Call of Duty doesn't run on, on Switch, is there something we could be doing with Call of Duty that is tailor-made for, for mean, Switch? It goes back to how things were with the Wii, right? Mm -hmm. Where EA initially was trying to put Madden, NHL, and FIFA and it just wasn't working very well Mario on the Wii. Mario Madden. Yeah. yeah, so their solution was to have, like, the hockey stick peripheral, which is actually surprisingly fun. Yeah. And they also did, a, like, a Madden, like, yeah. they had Wii specialized versions, which yeah. a little too kiddie, I yeah. think. Yeah. But I don't know. You could go with more of the arcade route, like, that a lot of people have kind of wanted. The thing is, of course, hey, is yeah. that FIFA always comes back to FIFA Ultimate Team. Totally. So if you don't have the FIFA Ultimate Team going, what's the point? That's how they make money, too, right? Yeah. Like they're, they're, yeah, it's it's a little bit of a different model. They did PGI. Uh, um, Tiger Woods was good on Wii, too, right? Mm. Like, once in a while, um, you know, EA came through and did something more Switch-specific. And what was that? Uh, the throw, the Steven Spielberg throwing game. The, um, oh, Boomblocks. Boomblocks, Boom Boom too, right? Boomblocks yeah. rules. Where they try to do something, but I think they underestimate how important like mascots and style and something relatable is to the audience to see that with Splatoon, right? Like part of Splatoon's success are the characters and is the style yeah. and the music and yeah, all of that. And Boomblocks was generic, I right? I just think that even if they did do something like that, we need some hardware help at some point. Yeah, because you said the Splatoon 3 looks good, and it does, and I think they put the resources in the spots they needed to be because aside from the online disconnect matches do they work really well mm -hmm. but when you're standing in the plaza there's a guy oh, yeah. <laughs> over there who's moving like it it, 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 like that, like the, all the time. The frame rate in the disagree. plaza is not great. Yeah, yeah that, so you can you tell. Know, the yeah. Monster yeah. Hunter Rise Nintendo. looks. In, Monster Hunter Rise looks incredible on the Switch. Yeah, they do. Say. But it takes it takes a lot of it takes a lot of work and a lot of expertise. And you know that yep. when you have a studio like the people, you know the indie studio that made Tunic. It's tiny, right? Yeah. Like they're not going to have the resources to tinker and write a custom engine to make no. sure that it runs better on Switch and like. That's a limitation, and you're absolutely right. We do. Yeah. We are overdue for. You are right, Reb. I agree. A little bit more power. <laughs> we all agree. Yeah. Reb is. Good job, Reb. Yeah. yeah. Thank, you. Yeah. Thank, thank you. Good take, Reb. Yeah. Good. 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 <laughs> Reb take. Cat. This is this is the other thing people said in the comments. I don't know if you saw, but people were asking you and I to fight each other more. Oh no. Yes. <laughs> they loved the Final Fantasy VII remake fight. <laughs> was this was this, whole episode? Was this a fight, and you gave up, or was it? A, do no, you I don't think it was. We agreeing with each other. Like, I look, know. I get. Well, I'm not even going to talk about Final Fantasy VII remake. No, it's, we're not. We're walking away from this. No, we're walking away from this conversation. Mm -hmm. Video games, we'll walk, they're great. <laughs> we'll walk right into next week. We're going to get the first trailer for the Mario movie. Ooh. Oh, boy. Prediction. <laughs> Will we hear Chris Pratt, who I am to understand is very cool? Will we hear him <laughs> in the Mario movie trailer? Now, I need to point out. 
that uh, apparently Chris Pratt saw the trailer and said it was awesome. Of course now, he's going to say that. Let, no, Why it's would he a little disappointing. Bob, Bob Hoskins say, said that never about in the, the history, Mario trailer. Never in the history of the lead up to a movie has someone in the movie said <laughs> that it was amazing or you're not going to believe the effects uh, or has more dinosaurs uh-huh. than you've ever seen. Uh, <laughs> so this is a very rare Praise, rare Rare endorsement. Oh my god! Yeah, a rare endorsement of a movie that someone is in. Here, go ahead, Rip. I will will just say my only. I have no idea what we're going to see. My prediction is that whatever it is, the memes on Twitter are gonna be in the aftermath. Here's here's what we're gonna see. All right, the trailer is gonna open with Mario and the Mushroom Kingdom, and he's gonna be doing like, oh, he's gonna have his Mario Charles Martinet voice, very nice, and uh, and then he like something happens, and there's a black hole, and he gets sucked in, and suddenly he is in what looks like New York City. It's obviously New Dunk City, and he says something, and he sounds like Chris Pratt, and he goes, (laughs) "Why do I sound like Chris Pratt?" And then uh, there'll be like oh, lots of crazy Pratt things. In the, and you know, in the studio right now? Yes, I thought that was. That's cool. right. And then there'll be like, uh, you know, like New York style Goombas will show up. Mm. And, what is it? Um, New York style? Is that a New York style go, pizza? Oh! <laughs> Do you yeah, have to fold right. them in half? Hey. No, they're, they're, they're just, they're just <laughs> Italians. Uh, and then, and then, um, and then it'll end and it'll say Super Mario Brothers. Uh, Super Mario. Prediction. Yeah, that's it. That's I, the trailer. I think it'll flip the other way. I think that, like, establishing shot, New York City, you hear the, the sirens and everything. Mm-hmm. You see Chris Pratt. Uh, oh, I'm Chris life, Pratt. Real life Chris Pratt being like, I'm Chris Pratt. Yeah. I have a failing plumber business. What oh. a hard thing. And then. Wait, he's not CG? He, but wait. Then the black hole happens. He gets sucked into the mushroom world, and now he's CG. And, so it's Mario, but with and Chris Mario is going, woohoo! But is it like a multiverse thing? He's not the real Mario. There was always a Mario and he replaced it. It's like Jumanji. Or no, he gets sucked into the pipe, right? Because in the original story and the actual instruction manual, he goes down the pipe and explores to the end to Mm. emerge into the mushroom. He just falls down a sewer. Yeah, that's very likely. Also, one definitely one of the Goombas will say, "Hey, what's the bright idea?" <laughs> one of them will say it. Mark, mark my words. I just want to hear Danny. Danny DeVito's playing Luigi, right? In this one, really? Yeah. No, I wait, think, is that true? It? I think he's voicing Luigi. I don't remember. The this. cast was crazy. Was the it? cast and, and, Seth yeah, Rogen is like Donkey Kong. Seth Rogen. The cast seemed like a meme, like Jack- a TikTok meme. <laughs> Jack Black is Bowser, right? Oh my gosh! Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. It's gonna be. I'm telling uh, you. They'll flash all the names. Like, it'll definitely be, all jokes aside, it'll be, they'll flash all the names. They'll say from the creators of Despicable Me and Minions and it, all of that. And, it's going to be better than new Pokemon trailer day is on Twitter. It's going to be so good. Yeah. yeah. Will, they, the license song be, will the license song oh. be The Boys oh. Are Back in Town? The Boys Are Back in Town. I'm going to be sad <laughs> if we don't get a cover of Jump Up Superstar. Oh, my God. If that's oh. true, then you'll be a visionary. Seth, what do you think it's going to be? Here's what it is. Chris Pratt, mustache, red plumber's cap. He's walking down the streets of New York. He turns and says, it's a me. And it's Charles Martinet doing the voiceover. Chris Pratt is only there as a human being. It's not CGI at all. It's just a normal <laughs> day in the life of a plumber. But he has Charles Martinet's voice and his name is Martin. Okay, that considering that they said look, they wouldn't, look, he wouldn't listen, do the voice. Okay. My... My actual, hmm. uh, I don't right. know what my prediction is for real, but what I hope, and this is at, uh, Red, this is at one twenty or one oh three twenty nine. I hope it's batshit crazy. Like, I hope it doesn't make any sense at all. And I just, 
I hope that they just completely push the limits of what our expectations were and nobody can figure it out. That's yeah. my I, dream. I, I, the, I agree. I want the Mario 64 head to appear, but it's Chris Pratt. <laughs> And then you could just, it's just being pulled. Pull his oh, nose. You have to pull the cheeks and stuff? <laughs> okay. Yeah. The best thing we can hope is that it's good stupid, right? Because okay. yeah. there, there's, yes. there's a bad stupid version of this that could potentially exist. We want good stupid. Well, we we want to be like, what are I they th- doing? Th- this, but that's happy. what, the in the 90s, the Brady Bunch movie, which was what? Which was one of the greatest movies ever, by the way. What's happening? There was no way when that was announced that anybody thought that the Brady Bunch would adapt. And so they just went weird with it. They made the, it's like a fish out of water because they're still stuck in the, the late 60s, but they're in the, you know, workaday 90s. But in the 90s. Yeah. And it's great. The Brady Bunch movie is amazing. Have you not seen that? No. No. Anyway, why I would I see that? Anybody, anybody has seen that, Seth. Do you Everybody, have it right there next to you? I don't. I do, <laughs> do, I, do I need to go back over with you how old I am? <laughs> I do have the VHS of Megaforce from 1982, which is also. Okay, a that's a good have. replacement. Right. Um, there will be like a, a logo for the Mario movie being shown and then the credits, like all the actors. And then it's, it'll have a, cro- a, a post logo sequence where Mario picks up the little blue penguin and throws him off a cliff. Oh, oh wow. yeah. Is that the stinger? Yeah, that's the stinger for the wow. trailer. For oh, the trailer, yeah. That's sad. Yeah, and the blue penguin mama who would give you a star if you just brought the penguin back to her goes can i get that one more time Cat. that was the penguin noise yeah, that's right. yeah. that was, I, was like, I guess everybody's impressions are completely on point today yeah we should do we should do nintendo sound effect impression quizzes in the future oh no yeah people yeah. were asking yeah. i'll for bring quizzes. The, i'll bring the uh, majora's mask crap at <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, maybe we can do that next week when the trailer drops. It's going to be kind of a big deal. It's at New York City Comic Con, I believe. It's not actually a trailer, though. It's just a teaser. I, I it's a, is it? Is, yeah. is, if it's a teaser, maybe he won't speak. No, he'll speak. Oh. Are they going to say, like, one line? They Are they going to do that go. thing where they only show it in the room to the people present and everybody has to close their laptops and their phones and then we don't maybe. get to see it? I we, think just, we just read everybody's Twitter I, descriptions they, of yep, it? Yep. They might show the teaser. They might release it after the actual thing because this is, like, the big reveal. Mm. I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. Seth, you were going to say? My final prediction is that he's just going to – it's just going to be Chris Pratt. He's going to turn. He's going to go, it's me. Mario. Yeah. Oh yeah. Actually, he might do that. That's he'll do a Jurassic Park joke Yo. where he like yeah, puts he'll his go hand like that to Yoshi and like down. Yoshi, oh, I down. hope. Oh my God, if they do that. Oh, please don't do that. That's in there. No, that'd be that's bad. One hundred percent Despicable me. That is a hundred percent in there. Mm-hmm. Ah, yeah. Gross. Horrible. Terrible. Let's not talk about. Is this he going to ride Yoshi off week. a cliff and drop? That's like the final thing he has to sacrifice Yoshi, and then he's like, oh, there's like fifty of them. This is yep. very Look at that. Oh, there it is. No. Somebody Where did that come from? <laughs> Meme. How does Red nice. do this? Yeah. Came from the internet. Yeah. Yeah. Red just made that. Red, wow, red has the internet. Photoshop ninja yeah. right there. Yeah, very nice. Photoshop, yeah. All right. So, all right. That's next week. Uh, we'll be obviously covering it here on NBC, but now it's time to hit up the question block. The first one is from Richard Brian Wilson. It's not actually a question. Uh, wants to give a shout out to all his fellow Floridians who are dealing with this hurricane and hoping that Casey's family is all right. And also, yeah, absolutely. We're hoping that everybody is all right. Um, I know that it's kind of hairy down there. So our our thoughts are going out to everybody, especially, uh, not especially anybody, everybody. So uh, this is an actual question from Justin Tyler Shaw. It's my birthday on the 30th. So my question would be, happy birthday. Yeah. This will be tomorrow. Oh my goodness. Uh, 
If you could step in and blow out the candles to steal a birthday wish, what would you wish for in the next 12 months that Nintendo or a Nintendo partner does? Wow. The world is your oyster as far the as wishes are concerned. Oyster? Yep. Reassemble amusement. It's a salty vision. treat from the sea. Give me F Zero SX. Oh. Okay. Buy amusement vision. That's a good one. It doesn't exist yeah. anymore. I'm trying Nintendo not to reach. You know wishes. what I'm going to say. I'm trying not to reach. What's for your the, Nintendo wish? I'm not going. No, ask Cat first. I'm not going to reach. You can, for the low you can do fruit. more than one Nintendo wish. Pokemon you Harvest more Moon. No, no, you know, you know, I'm just going to say Golden Sun. You know, oh, every right. week oh, you bring right. me on here and someone asks me something to which the answer is Golden Sun. No, ask Cat. I'll think what's of an actual. A, what's answer. the Switch okay. version called of Golden Sun? I, well, I think well, what I want is a port. I want or, oh, I, I a port or a remake of one and two is what I want. Okay. A dark Dawn really cool. can go in the bin. Uh, I want I want a, re, a port <laughs> or a remake of one and two, and then when everybody climbs over each other to purchase the remake, uh, why are you putting Dark Dawn red? This, oh. <laughs> this is a personal affront to me. Uh, and then and then when uh, when when everybody climbs over each other to uh, purchase that, uh, Nintendo will go wow. We didn't realize people liked Golden Sun so much, and then they will give Camelot a pile of money to make something better than Dark Dawn. Mm. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's okay. You know what? That's just my wish. That's, Everybody knows. That's your wish. That's good. You just want Camelot when, to get a, a bunch. There we go. That's what we want to see. Oh, honestly, the best best GBA game. Best, one of the best RPGs. Yeah, out Golden there, Sun truly. was an RPG on the GBA. It's true. Yeah. We're about to and do a whole stage. episode on it next week. Yeah. <laughs> nice. On my other podcast. Um, I was surprised to find out that people didn't like it. I just thought of everyone. Who didn't like it? it? Who? I don't who? love Golden Sun. Like, honestly, oh I, it's okay. Uh, I enjoyed them do. at the time, but like they were, it, it never, like I was just a huge 16-bit RPG fan and it just didn't get close to my favorites. Uh, Whatever, pair. Uh, Whatever. Anyway. I still appreciate them. Yeah, what's your Nintendo wish? My... My heart is very full. I feel like I've gotten so much of what I want Aww. out of Aww. Nintendo oh, and bad. everybody. Like, people are making the games I want to play. I got my X-Wing game some time ago, and I was mm. like, wow, I never thought I would get this. This is, like, really emotional. I I guess my wish would be I want them to make my dream Pokemon game, which mm. is you are a gym leader, and you are rebuilding a town, and it's, uh, it's, it's kind of a slice of life simulation yeah. game, but you're building a gym. So trainers come in, uh, challenge you, and you go out around the countryside and you catch Pokemon. Okay. And then there are like problems that you're solving. Mm. You're helping the people, and people are moving into your towns. So you're Pokemon creating, Crossing. Yeah, oh. so, so you're creating a that. flourishing town mm. as a gym leader. And of course, you can choose the theme of your gym, yeah. what Pokemon you want on your team, like, and you're handing out. You can design your own batch. Oh yeah! I can't believe this hasn't been made yet. You're so right. that's my wish. That's really? my birthday that's wish. Beautiful. Cool I love that. Yeah. All right. Eric, like what, what is your? You're stealing a birthday wish. No, my my so. my wish was F F F zero. Oh, that's right. That's F-Zero right. Oh, it's up to me now. That's right. Uh, Ooh, SX because of my birthday wish switch. is uh, because it's a wish. I can make it completely selfish, mm-hmm. uh, where no one will benefit other than me. <laughs> and that would be my wish. Is the next twelve months. I want to uh, I want to go to uh, Nintendo headquarters in Kyoto, and I want to I want to be in the same room as Shigeru Miyamoto. Oh, no. that's good. That's a good. I'd be like, even if it's just man? in passing. What's he doing yeah. here? Yeah, <laughs> I was actually um, I don't know if on iPhone it's like today in or it just sends you like these random uh, collections of your pictures and puts it to you know <laughs> rights free music. And it was like, oh, your trip to LA in 2018, and I was like, oh, E3, and there's oh, yeah. it's all my friends, and oh, we had so much fun, and then. I had forgotten that when Miyamoto jumped, like popped out of the broom closet, I took my phone out 
even and I don't know props to the stabilization uh, of the iPhone camera because I was literally like trembling because I was mm. so excited to be that close. And I have this picture of Shigeru Miyamoto uh, like right there. I was like, so I was breathing oh, the same air, rarefied air. Of wow. Pear, did you ever interview him? Yeah, a couple of times. Wow, oh, that's yeah, really cool. Yeah, yeah. That's, actually, that's a really, Seth, that's a really, really good birthday wish, actually. Yeah. I, 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 I guess but it only it, benefits me. It no, but that's great. Like, Mr. I mean, my, probably like one of my two dream interviews would be to do like a like a full like IGN inside story or first mm. look or something of of whatever the next Pokemon game ends up being like after Scarlet. So and like to actually go to Game Freak, like go to Game Freak, spend like a week yeah. there, talk to like everybody. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's the like game, a dream pipe dream. The Game Informer folks have done it, and I've been so jealous of them because yeah, right? I've always wanted to go and actually meet like Satoshi Tajiri and all them. Yeah, and, and yeah. the other problem is like. IGN, we have so many Pokey fans. Like, you know, I'm gonna have to be mm. here for like another ten years before before Red <laughs> well, Red's uh, turn. <laughs> if you want to, one of the coolest things is an old Game Center CX interview from like 2003. In which I think I've watched this. Arino yeah. goes to Game Freak and actually hangs out with Satoshi Shajiri and Satoshi. He's telling his story and everything. Yeah. And then they trade in Pokemon Ruby. Or fire red leaf yeah, green or whatever, those, and then great. they actually yeah. battle one another. It's so fun. That's so oh my cool. god. I would, yeah. I, yeah, that. That's yeah. That, right. that kind of thing. And anyway, my my. I guess then my secondary wish was they bring back the Game Center CX, uh, where he mm. has uh, Satoru Iwata on. Mm. For some reason, they've scrubbed that from YouTube. Mm. Um, oh wow! And really? it is amazing. I learned so much not only about Iwata but just like his process. And the process yeah. of building games and who he was, and it's like super. It's a it's a wonderful it's so episode, wholesome. a wonderful so show. Wholesome. Yeah, amazing. and it's it's so. I you I learned more in like that thirty minutes about the Nintendo from when he started at Hal Labs as a programmer to you know when he was president in thirty minutes than I had like ever, and it was just amazing. He was it's, it's like I want to ask mm. in yeah. like the video form. Mm. So, yeah, great. So that's my second wish. I cheated. Ha ha. My first wish was for more wishes. I blew out your candles, but. <laughs> You know what I also wish? I wish we had more time. Mm. But we don't. We have to go now. I'm sad to say. <laughs> so it's all the week, all the time we have. I'm not going anywhere. I sit at my desk, but uh, the rest of the studio team will be leaving the studio, I presume. I don't no, think we're bring our laptops in here. We're called. Yeah. All right, cool. We'll be, we'll be kicked right, well, out for sure. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. They shut the lights off immediately after <laughs> filming. So mm -hmm. uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter at NVC Podcast. Submit your question block questions to the NVC Facebook group. Thank you to everyone in the control room because it's a studio show. So there are literally hundreds of people behind the scenes <laughs> making this all possible. Uh, most of all, I want to thank you for hanging out with us. And please remember, Nintendo Voice Chat is the only place where you can... Get, Get the, the thing. thing! This is the Nintendo Switch version of No Man's Sky. Honestly, I think this team is never happier than when they're trying to do these near impossible things. We've been updating No Man's Sky for six years now, and every Switch player will benefit from that from day one. But we won't stop there, there's so much we want to do in the future. incredible you can pick up the switch and suddenly jumping from planet to planet seamlessly. We're so lucky to have one of the most welcoming communities out there. Can't wait for people to play this for themselves.
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.